All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Dave Mormon, Home Service Business Coach. And before I go ahead and intro the podcast, I'm going to do what's called a value piece today to you. Uh, it's going to be a short training walkthrough. I actually made a Loom video. And so if you want to catch more of the visual representation, I've uploaded it onto my YouTube channel. So you can go ahead and follow along with it. I've got the link in the show notes. Um, but I wanted to walk through a really simple framework of what the few different stages you're going to go through as you scale up a home service business. I just don't think we can teach this enough because everyone's at a different stage and I hope that it encourages you and you pull some value out of it today. So I'll go ahead, run the intro and hopefully you pick out some gold nuggets here. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, everyone, hope you're doing good today. Uh, I thought I'd come at you with a training today, um, which I really try and make, you know, I call them value pieces. I literally just want to provide as much value as I can to you. And you may have been following along with my stuff now for a few years, or maybe you're just learning uh, about me and trying to catch some value. Um, either way, I just want to make a short video here and, and shower you with a bunch of value. Um, so who I am, what I do in 60 seconds. Uh, my name is Dave Mormon. Uh, I've been in home services now for 14 years. Uh, I am a business coach inside of our space, but I'm not a business coach that just teaches theories or hypotheticals. I'm actually in the trenches with you. Uh, I have not sold my business. I currently own my business. It runs without me. Um, so this is it right here. Uh, this is Revive Services. I'm um, the owner right here. Have two managers that run the day to day uh, and, I'm, and I'm largely free from this company. And I have started up Home Service Business Coach now a few years ago, uh, and we've helped now over 90 home service business owners in the washing space, the painting space, the landscaping space. So if you want to check that out, jump on our website. You can see video testimonials, tons of written testimonials. Um, this is not a coaching program that is just good at selling a coaching program. This is a coaching program that helps you get results inside of your business. So um, feel free to check it out. But let's jump on with the training here. That's why you're here. I want to talk about the different stages of growth for your home service business. And this is all in direct relation to what I've done with my company and what I've seen. So um, again, not making it up. This is like literally right from uh, my mouth. I've done it. This is what's going on. So the first stage here I want to talk about is going to be the startup stage. Okay. So this is essentially you're quitting your job or looking at quitting your job because you're getting this thing going. And you're very much in like this proof of concept stage case. Okay? So this is going to be um, getting your, your company name set up, getting your logo design, uh, setting up your services. And I've said here, like just keeping it basic, I think is like super important. Don't make it too complicated to start. Um, and some of you like are might be blown past the startup stage. So like that's good too. But I just want to start kind of at the beginning. Um, setting up your basic price book, right? Um, that, that's going to be important. How much do you actually charge? So that's going to be you know, involving some researching of your market. I think too, just getting some quotes generally in your area, what other companies are charging by no way should that completely influence what your price should be. But I think you should look at 
literally what other people are charging for this service, like what is available in the market right now. And you're probably going to see um, people are definitely undercharging. That's generally what we found in, in our market for sure. And the ones that I coach in uh, basic vehicle setup. Okay. Again, keeping it fancy. I'm not the guy to talk to about um, how great your vehicle is or how awesome your rig is or how much money was spent on it. Um, we go basic, man. We used to buy uh, caravan vans and we brought, bought Astro vans. Uh, I think there actually might be some of the vans in our picture here. Yeah. So like basic caravans, Astros, but we've now upgraded. You can just see the tail end of this here to these um, GMC Savannah vans, which are awesome and actually like prefer them. So those are our like third iteration of keeping things basic. Um, but you also want to be setting up like insurance, like liability insurance, make sure that you have employee insurance as well. Super important. And then just setting up on a basic CRM. Um, we've selected Jobber. Um, there's other ones in the market you can choose, but um, we've been with Jobber now five years and and honestly uh, love the platform that they've created. So that's kind of like initial startup. Okay. I would not overcomplicate the business at this point. Don't try and make it more sexy than it needs to be. Keep it super basic. Go out and just produce your first $100,000 of work. You're going to learn a whole lot about proving the concept. So if you're anything less than 100K, I'd still say you're in startup mode. For me, my first year um, was 2016 to 2017. We did $89,000 and did that largely in a summer. And I was like on the truck, uh, figuring stuff out. Are we doing windows? Are we doing gutters? Can we package them up? What's our pricing on them? How fast do things take? Um, got the logo design, like all this basic stuff uh, was done in the startup mode. And we switched CRMs actually like three or four times before jumping on with Jobber. So that's the, that's the startup. Okay, cool. There's three stages here I'm talking about. Okay, number two. The team build out phase. Okay. So this is like, you're going to be producing 500 K or up to, so chances are you're listening to this. You're probably in these two stages. I'm guessing you've probably done around hundred K ish. And you're like, okay, now we need to walk this path to more of this managerial stage. We're going to produce a half million dollars. Like this is a serious uh, type of business here, right? This isn't a little, you know, I was always like my pet peeve when I was growing the company, like, Oh, Dave's little pressure washing business. I'm like, this isn't a little business anymore, right? We've hit half a million dollars. We've got, you know, five, seven team members. Like this is a real deal. So a couple things to keep in mind here in the team build, you're going to be creating your, your vision and your core values. I would not like grow the company beyond hundred K unless you've actually sat down and established where you're taking this thing over the next three to five years. And what type of behavior does your company demonstrate that come directly from the values you hold as the owner? Because your first two, three, four, five hires are extremely uh, essential and that you get the right core value fit because you can grow a 10 person company very easily with the wrong core values. And you definitely don't want to do that. Um, recruiting is going to be huge right off the rip. So having a really solid job ad and then converting into a behavioral based interview process uh, going to be hugely important. This is the skills that a lot of home service business owners lack is like, what questions do you ask in an interview? What does your job ad look like? Um, do you do you take a resume? Do you send them to an application form? How do you get people to actually apply to your job ad? Um, how much do you pay? Is it salary? Is it like there's like so many questions that go into growing a home service business. So that's what we did with my coaching program was say, we're going to assume people are about 100K. How do you get to half a million dollars in the most simple way? 
and not just talk about it, but again, here's a template for this. Here's for this. This is what you do. This is what you do. So getting all your questions answered in this stage is, is hugely important. You're going to be hiring technicians. So you're going to have position agreements for all the people in your company. So whether that's lead technician, technician, um, what are their hours of work? What is their pay? Uh, what is their requirements for the work? What does winning look like? Non-compete forms, non-solicitation forms, so they can't go after your clients. All that stuff needs to be laid out here in a position agreement. Job site checklist. Um, you know, this can be up to like a 10 step. We have a 10 step job site checklist for our business. What's everything that needs to get done every single job. Um, Non-negotiable when there are breaches or touch-ups or things that come up. Where did we mess that up in the 10 step process? Hugely important. Um, SOPs, they stand for um, standard operating procedures. Sorry, my dog is squeaking away. Charlie, don't, just going to take that from her. Uh, SOPs for each service, um, standard operating procedures. And so let's say you have a window cleaning company. You need to lay out what is each step you're going to do when you're cleaning the window, right? That could be 10 or 15, 20 different steps of we do this, then we do this, then we do this. Don't overcomplicate this. I would just keep this, a, call it a one sheet or one page. How do we do it? Point form. Pretend I know nothing and you hired me today. How do you clean a window? Keep it super simple. Once you start amalgamating all these things together, you're going to want to actually put this into a training boot camp. Um, for us, we have a five-day training boot camp at Revive where we teach our new uh, recruits everything about each service that we do. So it depends on how complex your services are. Ours are, uh, I would say, fairly basic. And so we can teach all of our services in the case of like a one-week training boot camp or five-day training boot camp. Raising prices is big here, okay? When I started the business, um, you know, I was pricing out at $50, $65 an hour was kind of like the target our rates have like effectively doubled since then. And a big reason for that is if you want to pay people on your team year round, and also if you want to hire a level of management within your team is going to be hugely important that you actually have your pricing locked in in the right spot. So this is going to be kind of different for everybody, but I would really shoot if you're just getting going, like at least $100 an hour, at least plus plus um, would be a good place to be. Again, going to be kind of nuanced for every business. So work with someone who knows the numbers of your business to actually figure that out would be important. Setting up a second vehicle. Okay. Um, probably not going to have a single vehicle do 500 grand. I've seen it done depends on the market, but I'd say this is kind of more the exception than the rule. So generally what we see is crews can do about 250,000 per year in revenue, give or take now with inflation and prices going up, uh, we've had crews do over 300k before. Um, I think it's going to become more normal in the in you know the washing painting space that crews can do 300, 400k. I think we're still a few couple years away, but that's definitely where we're going. So I would look at outfitting that second vehicle as well, because kind of for this half million dollar setup, you got like two trucks going on, and especially during like busy season, you want to be able to um, have the capacity for like that increased demand through April, May, June, July, August. A lot of your businesses really boom in the spring and the summer. And a key one here, like this is a really key hire. This is going to be like your best friend um, professionally. He's going to be hiring a strong office manager. Okay. So my journey has always been starting an office manager part-time, <clears throat> excuse me, and moving to a full-time role. So today my office manager runs like the whole back end of our business. Uh, and I couldn't imagine having 
my company without her because we call her the client happiness manager. So she's kind of like the service manager, whatever title you want to give. Literally all of our thousands of clients dialogue with her to get into our schedule. Um, and so she's super good on the phone, super good with people and can estimate and quote as well. And part of our management team. So that's kind of quick, messy, but these are the things you need to start thinking about to move into that manager mode and to get off the truck and start scaling your company. So lots of systems here need to get made, but these are just a few things that um, wanted to make note of in kind of this team building stage right here at the half million dollar mark. All right. And then number three is going to be this growth phase. Okay. So this is going to be, you're now producing over $800,000. Like for me, once we cleared 750 in revenue, that's really where uh, it became very key that we have a production manager and we have an office manager and we started to make our management team of leaders that could help run the company. So that's where, where I really saw the shift. And that was also where I was like, man, I'm like pretty free from this business now that we have the, the front end with production manager managing all the crews. And then we got the back end with the office, making sure the clients are happy and everything's organized. And when those two people can also share in that, like a sales and estimating role, it really frees up you, the owner. And so this phase, I want you thinking about, you're now the owner in leading and coaching role uh, and, and key role development in your company. I mean, you're growing to seven figures. You could easily hit it with this company structure. Um, so you're going to definitely need to have the promotion of a production manager. And I would look at like a hybrid role. We've always um, liked this at our company is when you're getting that third crew going, uh, I think it generally becomes too much production management for the owner. You want to look at getting someone on your team to help with some of those production responsibilities. And I love a hybrid role, which we started with our production managers. Now our operations manager literally started just stealing his Fridays back every week that he could help me take on a lot of tasks within the company. Um, you want to think about hiring for a sales role, especially as the company continues to grow to a million bucks and beyond. Uh, you should have a dedicated salesperson within the company um, that can go out and win work for your company. So that's another big role you want to be thinking about. And then you want to have the implementation um, of a weekly management meeting. Okay. So for us at Revive, it's every single Wednesday with me, with my managers going round table about 90 minutes discussing the business at a high level, what's working, what needs fixing. It's kind of my time to dive in and provide coaching and also see where in the business needs uh, my attention, right? Sometimes that's in lead gen. Sometimes that's in the sales, right? Where we haven't converted jobs in the last week. Okay, what's going on? Maybe we're short staffed and we need like three more technicians. Okay, let's go do a recruiting push. Maybe like whatever the case may be, you're looking for the areas that you can button up within your business. And also just checking in on your managers too. Like if my managers aren't happy in their role, that's a problem for me, the owner. So I think sometimes we like, systematize our business and then we totally peace out from it and we'll see you guys in a year like I, it hasn't been my experience with the company if you want to keep people loyal to your business i still think you need to be investing to some degree making sure they're filled up they're happy and really just showing you care so for me it's that weekly wednesday morning uh in the office that i can check in with my team and i just think it goes like a super long way so that's been our rhythm uh as we've continued to grow all right, getting there. Hope this is valuable for you guys. Uh, KPI tracking, okay? So conversions, so making sure are we actually converting jobs where we need to be, right? We're not converting at 20% and we're not converting at 80%. Where are we? How is that compared to where we were this time last year? 
are sales dropping off? Like what's going on? So diving in, knowing the numbers, callback rate, right? If that's one in uh, five clients are calling you back for touch-ups, like you something wrong with the deliverables. We need to look at what's going on, probably roots back to training, roots back to who we've actually hired. And then charge rates, how much are we charging per hour, right? Are we hitting that 100 an hour, that 125 an hour, 150 an hour, whatever the target is? Uh, are we actually costing our jobs out and knowing where those charge rates lie? And then CPL and CAC, this is cost per lead. How much are we you know, willing to invest to go get a lead? Again, if you're investing big dollars per lead and they're not converting, well, we have a sales problem there. We need to figure that out. And then CAC is your customer acquisition cost. So you know, if we're getting a $500 uh, job in, but we're having to spend $500 to get that client and we haven't even produced the job yet, we're going to be losing money. I'm not of the mind that you want to just barely break even on that first visit. I'm like, no, let's get a client and let's be profitable on that first visit. Let's make our margin. Let's knock the client socks off and then let's get them repeat to recur and recur within our company. So um, that's your customer acquisition cost. You want to be tracking that as well. Couple more things here, uh, budget tracking. Okay, where's the where's the money flowing? We have a very robust dashboard that we use within my company, and our members use in our coaching program as well to track all the numbers in their business, so they actually know I'm doing an $860 job today, and I know where that money is going to flow. I'm not guessing. I think I'm going to make 200 bucks. It's actually like no, I know the overhead of my business. I know my direct labor rate. I know my margins, and I know what I'm paying myself and what I need to make at the end of the day. Um, so very important you brush up on that at this stage because the last thing you want is running an 800k business and you've got 800k of expenses it's like where did all the money go and trust me i've seen that happen before uh removal of bottleneck system improvement i kind of touched on this but again just asking yourself like where is the friction that can be removed where's the pressure points in the business that you can go in and help shine a flashlight on and really help improve it and i think if you're truly an entrepreneur, you're going to love that pursuit of just like making the business 1% better every day and every week. Uh, for me, that gives me a lot of fun. I'm not, I get bored in kind of an operating role pretty quick. If I'm not going out and making something better each day, uh, my mind kind of starts to wander. So that's what I've learned about myself is like really adding value by being like, okay, we're stuck here. How can I help like push things along here and then go solve the next problem? And I think at its essence, like that's what entrepreneurship is. It's just solving one problem per day, making the thing 1% better. Introducing new services. This is a big one. I'm constantly looking at the business. Um, we've rolled out uh, probably like four, three or four new services now since my company started. Um, and that's been just a huge game changer for helping with us with seasonality. Like for example, we rolled out Christmas lights, I think three years ago now. And has really helped us have a very busy and profitable fourth quarter and now keep our team together year round. And that's been incredible from like a recruiting standpoint that we're not just hiring you for five or six months of labor. Now we can keep you busy um, for the whole year. So, you know, things like that, looking at your business in a helicopter at 30,000 feet, actually saying, hey, this month, these three months tend to suck with revenue. How can I actually go and create a new service or do some research? Again, that's when you're freed up from the day-to-day, -day, that's where your brain um, can definitely go to to make the business better. And lastly, like shop tours, conferences, okay? Whether you're like researching these online or you're actually like physically going out to conferences, I really think being part of um, 
or at least investing some time and money into some in-person events is going to be huge for your own growth and literally seeing how does someone further ahead do it uh, do it well, right? Like for me, Revive didn't just come out of my head. I was like visiting other shops, people who were already further ahead of me who had managers running their business. That was very attractive to me. And I think that's why the company was able to grow as quick as it did is because I really went on the offensive with investing in my learning and my growth and my education um, was like hugely important. So those are the three phases, everyone. Um, like literally wherever you find yourself, there's there's no wrong place to be in. I think the only thing wrong is if you've been stuck in any one of these phases for like multiple years, I would really consider getting some help to get yourself out of the day-to-day -day, um, and grow a real business that can run without you. So I hope there is value here. Um, again, if you want to learn more, feel free to reach out. Um, we've got a home service entrepreneur club uh, where you can come join and get some more learning like this. Um, you can also literally uh, just reach out to us to book a call. And again, you can check out our website, read some testimonials um, of people that we've coached. And if anything resonates, uh, feel free to reach out and have a conversation with us. But I hope that this helped. I hope you have an incredible day. It's Dave Mormon signing off and uh, take care and God bless. All right. I sure hope that you found a lot of great value in today's episode. Um, if you're looking for even more value in two weeks from now on June 13, I'm going to be hosting a free training, um, which is going to be an online webinar. We're going to be hosting it on Zoom. Uh, it's going to be a 60 minute training on how you can make $25,000 per month, not in revenue, but in profit. I'm going to be peeling back the onion and showing you behind the scenes uh, of my business and where the money flows um, so that you can too have a profitable business that's able to run without you. So it's going to be tons of value. Again, it's totally free. We're going to host it on Zoom. Uh, and so in order to sign up, you just got to scroll down here on your phone. I've got it hyperlinked so you can go ahead and get signed up for that webinar. Uh, it's going down June 13 uh, at 3 p.m. Central Time. So look forward to seeing you on that one. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.